0: Support for Georgia College Connections comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Georgia College Connections and WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we're continuing our collaboration with the John H. Lounsbury College of Education to share their Social Justice Dialogue series with our radio audience. In tonight's program, we're talking with Sonia Nieto, an educator, activist, and author who's dedicated her career to questions of diversity, equity, and social justice in education. She also is Professor Emerita of Language, Literacy, and Culture in the School of Education at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. She'll lead a conversation entitled Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice, and that'll take place at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th in the ANS Auditorium on the campus of Georgia College in downtown Milledgeville. This event is free and open to the public, and all persons interested in education and social justice are encouraged to attend. Dr. Sonia Nieto, welcome to Georgia College Connections.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here.
0: I want to thank you for previewing your conversation here with our radio audience. Just to start off, I'd like to keep with the theme of our dialogue series, and I thought I'd ask you if, in your own words, could you describe or give a definition to social justice?
1: I'm so glad you asked that, because over the years, I've noticed that there's a proliferation of ideas and perceptions about what social justice in education is. Probably 20 years ago, very few people were talking about it. And now, and I travel around the country and internationally quite a bit, many of the universities and school systems that I go to claim that they base their educational practices and policies on social justice. So I think it is important to have some basic parameters. For me, it includes four basic components. First of all, social justice education challenges, confronts, and and disrupts misconceptions and untruths and stereotypes that can lead to structural inequality and discrimination based on race, ethnicity, social class, gender, language, and other social and human differences. So that's the first. The second is that a social justice perspective means providing all students with the resources that they need to learn to their full potential. So this includes, of course, material resources such as books, curriculum, financial support, and so on. But equally vital and sometimes missing in the conversation are the emotional resources that students need, such as belief in their ability and worth, uh, caring for them as individuals and learners, having high expectations and rigorous demands for them, and also giving them the necessary social and cultural capital to negotiate the world. So that's the second component. The third is that it's not just about giving students resources, material and emotional, but it's also about drawing on the talents and strengths that students already bring to their education. And this is often a missing component of education in general, That is, that students are seen mostly as having deficits and that they have to be provided with something, but everybody has talents and strengths, and it's our role as educators, I believe, to draw on those talents and strengths to have them as a basis for their education. Those resources include their languages, their cultures, and their experiences. And finally, a fourth essential component of social justice education is to create a learning environment that promotes the critical thinking of young people and that supports their agency for social change because creating these environments can provide students with what I call an apprenticeship in democracy, which I think is a vital part of preparing them for the future. So those are the four things that I think are absolutely essential in social justice education.
0: Right. And you said that... As you travel about our nation and internationally, there mm-hmm. seems to be some concept of social justice as a, some sort of a bedrock for all of the schools and other educational mm-hmm. institutions you go to. And now, um, yeah. But it seems to me that they may not be meeting that or they may not have mm-hmm. a full and rich concept of what social justice means. How are they falling short? What are ways that they may be misperceiving this concept?
1: I think that what often happens is that people sort of jump on a bandwagon of the latest fad or trend without really uh, thinking very deeply about what it means. And so social justice sounds like a very nice thing, like motherhood and apple pie. But if you really think about it deeply, it means rethinking school policies and practices, and not only school policies and practices, but societal policies and practices that really respect and honor differences and that respect and honor all people, and not only think of them as burdens or as deficits. So that's what I think the major problem is.
0: And what is the danger if we have an incomplete concept of social justice, or if it is something that we don't even pay lip service to?
1: Mm -hmm. The danger is what we have currently in our schools and in our society, and that is the disempowerment, disenfranchisement, the marginalization and the alienation of large sectors of our population based on their identities, based on their experiences, and so on. And so we are, as a society, missing out on the great talents and the strengths that so many of our young people have if we only see them in a very stereotypical way and only in a negative way
0: well we're about out of time for our segment now so i'm going to take a short break but if you're just joining us you're listening to georgia college connections and tonight We're doing the third part of a collaboration we're having with the John H. Lounsbury College of Education to share their social justice dialogue series with our radio audience. Joining me by phone is Dr. Sonia Nieto. She will be sharing a conversation entitled Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice, and that will take place at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th in the a Auditorium on the campus of Georgia College in downtown Milledgeville. It's a free and open-to-the-public event, so please consider this your invitation to join us again at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th. Right back with more Georgia College Connections. Thank you for staying tuned to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. Again, today we're renewing our collaboration with the John H. Lounsbury College of Education to share their social justice dialogue series with our radio audience. By phone, I'm talking today with Dr. Sonia Nieto. She is Professor Emerita of Language, Literacy, and Culture in the College of Education at the University of Massachusetts Amherst on... Thursday, April 6th, she'll be leading a conversation entitled Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice. Now, in our last segment, we were talking about the broader concepts of social justice. And I've, in my research, read that you've dedicated a a large portion of your career to multiculturalism in education. And I wanted to just start off there and ask if you could talk about multiculturalism and its role in education.
1: About 25 years ago, I wrote my first book on multicultural education. And so rather than multiculturalism, I really have focused on multicultural education. Multiculturalism is a bigger subject that really pervades every aspect of life. Of course, I'm interested in that as well, but I focus my work on multicultural education in schools, and particularly in public schools, but not only. So when I wrote that first book, which is called Affirming Diversity, The Social-Political Context of Multicultural Education, I felt it was important to define multicultural education because although it had begun just about 15 or 20 years before, specifically called multicultural education, although we've had many iterations of it before uh, with different terms, I felt it was important to define it because, like social justice, it's a term that has been bandied about with many people say that they support it and many others uh, defining it in a way that I think is erroneous, um, seeing it as dangerous, seeing it as divisive and as separatism and so on. And so I felt that it is, you know, multicultural education for me is part and parcel of what it means to be an American. And so this is how I defined it. I, I had seven characteristics that I said a lot more about in my book, of course. And that definition has not changed substantially in the past 25 years. Now, I'm not saying this is the only definition of multicultural education. I like to use it as a basis for starting a conversation about what it means to different people. So the first characteristic, that i think is important in multicultural education is that it's anti-racist and anti bias education because unless we start with that premise we can view multicultural education in a very superficial way as just having diversity dinners or having you know celebrating martin luther king day having cultural fairs and so on And I'm not saying that those things are wrong or that we shouldn't do them, but I think that they are just one aspect and often a superficial aspect of multicultural education because many people think that if they do these things, that they have a multicultural education program in their schools. So I think it needs to look at anti-racist and anti-biased education because It is those things that create inequality in outcomes of student learning. And that's what I think we really need to think about, not just about celebrating differences, but about affirming differences and seeing how those differences can actually get in the way, if people see them as negative, that they can get in the way of student learning. So that means looking really carefully at the curriculum and asking serious questions about who's left out in the curriculum who is celebrated and who makes those choices looking at pedagogy how are students educated looking at parent outreach all parents welcome into the school and how do we make that clear looking at other policies and practices such as high stakes testing and and others so i think that If we have a broad understanding of of multicultural education, we must include anti-racist and anti-bias perspectives within the very heart of it. The next characteristic is that multicultural education is basic education. And I included that because I remember going to schools and universities where people would say, yeah, but we have to get back to the basics. And to me, multicultural education is basic education. It's just as basic as reading, writing, arithmetic, and we've added computer literacy in the last 20 or 30 years to the the basics. And in the same way, multicultural education needs to be seen as a basic, because our society is extremely multicultural. That's not going to change. In fact, it's going to continue becoming more and more multicultural. And if we don't prepare our students to live in a multicultural society and obviously a multicultural world, we're doing them a great disservice. So it's basic education. The third characteristic is that multicultural education is important for all students. I think this is a significant characteristic of multicultural education, because otherwise people have the belief that multicultural education is for black students or Latino students or just students of color, students who speak other languages or immigrant students. And I've often made the argument that it's important for all students, and sometimes even most important for majority group students, that is, white, English-speaking, middle-class students, who, by the way, will be a minority soon. They will not be the majority. So it's important for all students so that they get to understand a broader vision of what U.S. history is about, what Uh, the arts and sciences are about, what every aspect of learning and teaching is about. It's important for all students. The next characteristic is that multicultural education needs to be pervasive. It's not just about a teacher coming in to teach Spanish once a week to English-speaking students. It's not just about, you know, having, as I said before, a diversity dinner. It is not just about a one-night program for parents of immigrant students. It really has to be pervasive in all the policies and practices in a school, including the curriculum, the pedagogy, the outreach to families, and so on. Next is that multicultural education is education for social justice. I think I've spoken enough about social justice so that it's clear what I mean by that term. Again, it has to be pervasive within multicultural education that social justice needs to permeate all the policies and practices so as you see I I really focus on the structures within schools and within society and not just on sort of surface changes to schools also multicultural education is a process and what I mean by that is that while it's important to change curriculum for example the process of educating students is just as important the fact that students believe that they are cared for, that they are affirmed within schools, is just as important as including literature, for example, that's written by non-majority authors. So the process is just as important as the product. And finally, that multicultural education is critical pedagogy. That is, that it really asks students to become critical thinkers. That it asks students to ask why and why not, and to see themselves as agents for social change within their classrooms, their schools, their cities and towns, and the nation, because I think that education and democracy, as John Dewey believes, have to go hand in hand. Unless you educate the everyone within a society, you end up with the has and the have-nots, and our society is becoming much more unequal in that way, where we have such an inequitable society right now. And part of it has to do with the way that we educate our students. But a lot of it, of course, most of it has to do with our policies and practices outside of schools. So we need to take that into consideration as well. So I want students to be critical thinkers and not just to take in everything that they're learning, but to really challenge and question what they're learning. So those are the seven characteristics of multicultural education that I think are are important.
0: Well, it's happened again. We're out of time in this segment, so we're going to take another short break. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're continuing our collaboration with the John H. Lounsbury College of Education to share their social justice dialogue series with our radio audience. Today, we're previewing a conversation that's going to take place at 5 p.m., Thursday, April 6th, in the ANS Auditorium, and that conversation is entitled Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice. We're talking today with the person who will be leading that conversation, and she is Dr. Sonia Nieto. Stay tuned for more Georgia College Connections. thank you for staying tuned to Georgia College Connections and WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Dr. Sonia Nieto. She is Professor Emerita of Language, Literacy, and Culture in the College of Education at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, and she'll be leading a conversation entitled Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice, and that'll take place at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th, in the a s Auditorium on the campus of Georgia College in downtown Milledgeville. This is part of the John H. Lounsbury College of Education's Social Justice Dialogue series. So please consider this your invitation to come out to this captivating conversation again at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th. Now, in that last segment, we were talking about multicultural education. And... Now in our society, a broader concept of multiculturalism has been the topic of much conversation. And I thought I'd ask you about your thoughts on the way that we talk about multiculturalism outside of the educational setting.
1: I'm really glad you asked that question because I think that we are really at a crossroads in our society and how we accept or reject diversity or multiculturalism. You know, the fact of the matter is that our society is extremely multicultural, with about 20% of all of our people in this country speaking languages other than English, along with English. You know, many of them also speak English, of course. That includes me. You know, my first language was Spanish. And I would hate to have given up Spanish and to not have it as one of the tools and resources that I have in my life and that I've made sure that my kids and my grandkids have as well. So speaking of the languages, having other cultural values, uh, these things don't take away from our society. They add to the richness of our society. The more we learn about people who are different from us, I think the more enriched we are as individuals and as a society. So currently we are at this stage where there's a lot of anger and resentment about diversity, and yet diversity has characterized our society from its very first days. So I think that a multicultural perspective in education would help educate young people about the reality. Uh, The reality is that we are a polyglot nation. We are a multicultural, racially, ethnically, linguistically nation. We're multicultural in terms of all kinds of differences, and these are differences that we need to understand and respect. Now, that doesn't mean that we all agree with all of these differences. It does mean that we need to be open to them. We need to be open to learning about differences, and I think that the schools have an important role to play in this. And what I've seen in the past year or so, especially since this presidential election and before the campaign, is that there is so much anger and resentment about diversity. You know, it has led to some hate crimes, you know, more hate crimes, more bullying, and that is not good for our society. It's not good for our young people. It's really not good for anybody except people who hate other people. So I think that multicultural education is certainly, a, you know, one tool that we have to address this issue.
0: As Many of our schools are challenged in the way that they can or maybe even decide to offer a multicultural education. What would you say to the members of our audience who are are not within the education system, who are not educators and who may not have children about the role that they play in trying to create a multicultural education environment for the young people in our communities?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, and I think everybody has a role to play because, as I said before, schools can't do it alone. And so it depends on what, for example, libraries offer. What kinds of services do they offer to different families and to children of different families? You know, and if you're active in the library, what can you do about that? Or if you own a small business, what can your business do to enhance the education of all people? to be accepting and respectful of differences. So I would say, think about your role in society. Everybody has a role to play in society. If you are a den mother, for example, of a Girl Scout group, what can you do in your role? Because your role is as an educator, although it may not be a formal teacher. What can you do to enhance the education of the girls in your little group, your little Girl Scout group? Because that education will feed them and will... Have them look at life in a different way. That's what education should be about. It should be about expanding our horizons.
0: And, and what advice might you give for a person who may be in the majority group in their community and who may be a little bit fearful about going out on a limb in trying to um, provide a, an education or um, a representation of the culture of another?
1: Yeah, that's another really good question because I think, that you know, it is an issue. And so the first thing that I would say is, be a learner. That's what we all have to do, be a learner. I could not have become a multicultural educator if I hadn't put myself in the position of being vulnerable and being a learner. I have to learn about other people. I can't stay within my little Puerto Rican community and think that I've become multicultural. And so that's the first thing that I would say. And the second thing I think this is equally important is to be humble. Know that nobody knows it all, nobody can know it all, and be ready to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. So I think that those two pieces of advice would go a long way. And I'd add a third one, which is to be collaborative. Work with others. Don't go out only on your own. Think about how you can work with other people to change your particular environment. And especially if you work with others who are different from you, That really gives you credibility that you would not have if you just went out on your own and tried to change the world. You know, we all want to change the world a little bit, but do it with others. It really makes a difference.
0: We're running out of time for our conversation today, and so I wanted to pose as the last question, what do you hope your audience takes away from your conversation during this Social Justice Dialogue series?
1: I hope that the audience will take away the last bits of advice that I gave about being a learner. That's, that's true for all teachers, all teacher educators, all professors, all people who live in every community. And to be humble. You know, realize that you cannot do it all. And be ready to make mistakes um, and be collaborative. Teachers especially are sort of trained to think of their work as being uh, alone because they often are and they're the sole um, adults in their classrooms. But think about how you can collaborate with others to make the experience a far richer one. So I I know that there are many things that I said tonight or, you know, during the talks that I will give that that will be, you know, will be lost, that, that people won't remember. But if you remember those three things, I think that will get you a long way in becoming a better educator, a better a person in the community, a more hopeful person, a more respectful and inclusive person.
0: Well, Dr. Sonia Nieto, thank you so much for joining us today on Georgia College Connections.
1: You're very welcome. It was my
0: pleasure. You've been listening to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we continued our collaboration with the John H. Lounsbury College of Education to share their social justice dialogue series with our radio audience. Today, we previewed the conversation, Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice. Joining me by phone was Dr. Sonia Nieto. She is the Professor Emerita of Language, Literacy, and Culture in the College of Education at the University of Massachusetts, Amherst. She'll be leading the conversation, Educating a Diverse Society Through the Lens of Social Justice, at 5 p.m. Thursday, April 6th in the ANS Auditorium on the campus of Georgia College in downtown Milledgeville. Of course, this event is free and open to the public, so if you enjoyed our conversation today, please consider coming out and being a part of the Dialogue series. Now, I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It's been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Georgia College Connections. And I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time.